Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm. Hi. Mm. Okay. Hello, hi. everybody, and welcome back hi. To, hi. The, hi. to the Triforce podcast. Hi. 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 hi, energy. Hi, energy this morning. That's hi. what I was going to say. Hi. Yeah. Hi. That's how hi. we hi. just hi. started, just a kind of tentative. Hi. Hi. You're right. Okay. Like you're meeting someone and you're not sure. Well, you, this is how it would actually be. It'd be like this. Hi. Because you have to be further away. Yeah, two meters away. You got to be. You got to be two meters away. We're we're just about we're socially distancing very well. I mean, it's Very over 100 well, yeah, miles I mean, to Bristol. I'm sure it's more like 170, maybe to Jersey. We've been doing yeah, it for something years. Like that. Yeah, we've been we've been practicing. We were we were doing it for. We were born cool. for this. We, we were. were ready. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in week three of the lockdown at the, the time of recording. Yeah, uh, it's it's started to get to a few people. A few people go mad. Some people are going nuts. Yeah, I had a bit of a. I had a bit of a wobble like the other day, but it was just because I hadn't gone outside for like quite some time. You know. Because mm. you're not really meant to go outside, so I just haven't been going outside like less than normal. So I I thought, you know what, I gotta get out. I gotta go out and I gotta like play some frisbee with my kids or something. You know what I mean? So I did that, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, I felt a lot better for it. Yeah, like, it's like, amazing how much nature going out into the into nature. I read a study this week that said that people who spent more time with nature had higher like happiness and higher yeah. like like actually like you? mental yeah, intelligence you gotta, you gotta so as well like there. actual you gotta, actual their brains actually were working better like um and had more energy yeah sometimes it's like an investment like you put out you put a bit of time into that but you get more time out of it as well yeah i get really sluggish and like slow when i'm home all day maybe it's like a hibernation thing mm. i don't know Two, anyway, 200 yeah, so, miles 200 miles to jersey from my house so we're not supposed to go out um but you know they they did say that it's okay if you have your daily exercise which i obviously never have mm. uh, i wonder how so i wonder how life is for people who partake in the art of dogging like public um <laughs> public dogging hobby i wonder on how hold. i'm going to say how that does that i wonder hold. how that works out like now like there's got to be like a secret underground resistance of people sneaking out to do things that they would normally do outside of right? course like, yeah and dog- dogging must be one of those things how the hell are people buying drugs like for example they yeah. have to you know they got to go out and it's like you know, it's hand to hand as well. There's no two meters when you're <laughs> buying drugs. So, like, you know, there's definitely going to be some people out there. It's a good. I point. think that's why they've had to put in some laws now, right? To say they've given cops uh, more abilities now they, uh, to to arrest people when they think that they're breaking the laws of quarantine mm. and stuff. And like, they've over told here, drug they've arrested three people, and one guy they arrested just for sitting in the park, not exercising. Wow, he was sitting on a bench in the park. There's got to be more to it than that. I don't think they just like swooped in with the helicopter and like cuffed them and like. They got nothing else to do. I'm pretty sure they would. They probably walked up to him and they're like, Excuse me, sir, what are you doing? He's like, Fuck you! <laughs> you know, like, and they probably 
dragged him in this, off the back of that. But. This whole thing really has brought out all the little Hitlers um, who were in their little fields. And, you know, all those awful CEOs and assholes and all those sort of people who are running companies and getting on Skype and just being dicks to people. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Or like laying people off. And, but also... There's this whole thing which um, about being only only doing essential things or buying things that you can you know you think are essential. And I talked about this last week, but I, I, there's been a lot of reports of people like like people complaining about Easter eggs, like going into corner shops and being like you can't sell Easter eggs, or like being behind someone in a shop and saying you can't buy an Easter egg, or yeah. literally shop assistants Why? being like don't you can't buy this because it's not essential, mate. It's not essential. I is bought it? a couple well, the other day. You you think you think you're gonna die if you don't have that Easter egg, mate? Yeah, you think that's essential, dear? People are dying out there, and you're eating a fucking Easter egg. How's that make you feel? Yeah, you're a dick, aren't you, mate? That's what they say. That's what they like. Right. They're they're like. I mean, I, we're not living in like bare grills stuff. Like essential, right? What is essential? It's, it's obviously different to other people. I think avocados. I can't. I like avocados. <laughs> right. Pretty essential for my for my happiness and yeah. my health. Well, right? nobody's going to stop you buying that. In fact, you'll probably go and you'll find that nobody else has bought any because they're gross. So exactly. more for you. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, them. but I'm not bare grills, am I? It's no, like, you're not. Yeah. No. All right. Shut down Sainsbury's. What's wrong with your own piss? Just drink that. Why just <laughs> shut down the water? That's not essential, is it, mate? Everyone yeah. could have a few weeks without showering. It won't kill them. It's like we're not trying to fucking. Like, you, it's like not a competition. Everyone's, everyone's, but there's 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 tons of little Hitlers out there, oh, yeah. all in their own little communities, being dicks for some reason. Well, um, I mean that that existed before the quarantine as well. Yeah, I but think now they're for empowered. A lot of people, for a lot of people, that's just their nature, you know. And it's a, like it's a shitty nature to be sure, but um, you know, it's just I guess now you're 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 more likely to run up against them, sort of thing. Which is uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, nobody. We really are in. A, it, it feels like that. Like obviously, if human life is sacred, um, don't get me wrong. I want don't want people to die. No. Before I say what I'm about to say. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Laying the groundwork, just tilling the field like, before he sows like, his seeds of. Bollocks. It does. It does feel like a lot of people are um are not overreacting, but but, but like I said, being unreasonable. Um, on the grounds of it's killing people. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, like yeah. if you're if you go outside, um, you know, to walk your dog or whatever, you're killing people. Do you know what I mean? You're you're the your people are dying because you're, you're spreading. You were so selfish that spread, you had to yeah. go outside. And it's like it's kind of I, I get it, right? We need to guilt trip a lot of idiots into not going outside because you know they're having parties still and. You know, I, I you walk through. I walked through town yesterday, and it was a nice sunny day because we're having this sort of mini heat wave. And the fucking there's loads of people out, loads and loads of people out, yeah. like like everywhere. There's tons of people all over the place enjoying the hot weather. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna. They were they were all keeping their distance from each other. Yeah, there were some little groups. You got of people, your little ticket people. book out, and you were like walking up to them. Hey, well, 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 what's this then? You start writing the ticket and tape, get a tape measure. <laughs> yeah. So. I see you've got an Easter egg there that you're sharing. Is that essential <laughs> food? I think you could live off some dry Weetabix that you've got in the back of your cupboard, sir. Ooh, nice. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, so so that's the thing. But I also watched um, I watched The Big Short this week. Oh, it's a great again, movie. Which is um, a great movie about the financial crash of 20, 2008 and some of the people who saw it coming. And there's this one kind of, kind of character in it who I think is supposed to be based on a real guy. 
it's Brad Pitt's um, character. Oh, yeah. And he is like a doomsday kind of guy. Sure. Um, who's gone off the grid a bit. And one of the statistics that he quotes, and I don't know whether it's true, is that, um, you know, if, if unemployment rises by 1%, 40,000 people will die. They'll commit okay. suicide. In, yeah. in America. And I, I think it's more to do with just people, when they've lost their jobs, they get less money and they ha- they can't pay their mortgage, so they get made homeless or they get, you know, they get um, they can't pay for proper food and proper diet, so they struggle or they're, they're, they're in, do you know, I don't, there's like hundreds of impacts of this, this, this that happens, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, in a sense, like, what I'm saying is, fucking... If the shops are, I'm on my feeling is if the shops are open and they're selling shit, you shouldn't go to that shop and not buy a fucking Easter egg. Just fucking, it's right there next to the other shit. Like, you you buy one at the same time as essentials, though. I mean, if if you're really struggling, you need to get around it. Go and buy, like, you know, buy some milk. Go buy a bunch of milk and then just like sneak an Easter egg in there as well. And then when they look at you, they're like, just say, it's just a guilty pleasure. (laughs) You know, just like, Yeah, you got to make light of some of these things. You know, you can't you can't let these people you have, have to keep control over you. Mentally healthy, because yeah. I think sometimes, like you know, this this is this is impactful too. Yeah. And and also, let's keep the Easter egg. I'm saying the Easter egg industry is going to boy up our economy. Oh yeah, what goes out there and buys an Easter egg? Big right Easter <laughs> coming into full effect. <laughs> Yeah, like big eggs. The egg lobby in these troublesome times. Very um, overpriced. The 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 thing I thought, like with this, with the coronavirus and the lockdown and everything, it's so wide-reaching and 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 so all-encompassing. Like it affects everybody, and I feel like it's all I talk about these days. And it's it's the same thing over and over and over and over again as well. So I vote. Let's talk about this new video game. (laughs) Valorant. Have you guys seen this? You guys seen the new Riot shooter game? No, I haven't. Okay. Valorant. It looks like a mobile game from 10 years ago. It, right. It, I, I don't understand the hype. I don't understand why. Is it Overwatch? Think. It's, it's Overwatch with CSGO elements. So it's, it's yeah. like a cross between the two. Everyone on my chat keeps asking, you want to play Valorant? Never! I'm never going to play it. There was over a million never. people watching people playing it yesterday and it I, I just don't get it. I feel like I feel maybe like I'm old and I'm just missing out on something or whatever, but it just looks so utterly unappealing. So like you play just, CSGO all the time, P-Flex, and you play Overwatch every day. You two are the, the target audience for this. Right, but those, here's my those point. Ga- those I, games are are like they they look good and they 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 play well and they look like they look like big budget titles. This game does not. <laughs> it it, act, it just looks like a free to play Chinese game. Right. Like People from say 10 years ago. It's like CSGO and Overwatch. And I'm like, well, I don't like Overwatch. So why would I want to move from CSGO towards a kind of CSGO Overwatch hybrid? It would be like I'm a football fan. And so someone came up with a game that's kind of like football, but kind of like golf. And I don't like golf, so why would I watch that when I've got football? So when I play a shooter, I play CSGO or I play Tarkov because those are games I like. I don't want something that's like a game I like crossed with a game I don't like because that's not a hybrid I'm interested in. Well, another interesting um, aspect of this is that it has such high viewership, but it's it's artificially inflated because they're doing these uh, drops. It's got drops enabled. So what they're doing is for the closed beta, you can get access to the closed beta via a drop on Twitch, right? So you you have to link up your Riot account to your Twitch account 
and then you have to watch streams that have drops enabled on it and you have a chance for uh, like a beta key to, to 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 drop while you're watching sort of thing so it has like this this the tremendous amount of viewership like i think tarkov had the same thing recently and I know like when Apex came out, you remember when Apex Legends came out, how big it was? Yeah. And it was really big for a couple of weeks. Yeah. All the big streamers were pulling just these fucking godly numbers and stuff. But then it turned out that there was just millions and millions of dollars behind it. Like all well, of yeah. them sponsored. So, so, so was... if, you, if you just, it's like a catalyst. If you trigger it with a couple of big paid streamers, then everyone will see, oh, this is yeah, huge yeah. on Twitch. I'm playing it now because yeah. I want to get in on that viewership action and it feeds itself it's, so but it it's, it's crazy though but you gotta you gotta like wonder how much how many how many people are, are there actually watching or how many people are just like you know afk while um you know they're, they're hoping to get a, a drop or whatever you know what i mean they're just like leaving the stream on but not not taking part in it sort of yeah. thing you know what I, I mean i know i know a lot of people that just you just log in and just and just chill. You just, I mean, but my sure, mate yeah. left his phone running overnight on the stream and got the drops. Yeah, yeah a lot of the time. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. But it, it, I mean, I mean it clearly it works. Like, you know, there's a lot of people being like exposed to this game and like people, a lot of people seem to be going crazy for it. But I just, I just don't get it. Like, it just doesn't look yeah. that great. Like, it doesn't look like it plays well. It just, I mean, I it could be completely wrong. Like, maybe if I try it out, I'll like it or something. But. There's a lot of players playing first-person shooters. I mean, Fortnite. Yeah, it's, um, it's the biggest genre, you know, right? It's CSGO, like the, even Call of Duty, the new thing. Also, yeah. even even Minecraft. Think about yeah, being, even, it's even a first-person yeah. combat game. Yeah. And, and a lot of even kids Animal have Crossing. Grown up. I mean, there's a lot of people playing. Wild. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. Oh, yeah. Have you played any Animal Crossing? No, Sips? no, I'm going to this weekend, though. I've promised my son that we're going to buy it because well, like the so the big thing was we went to the, the before like the lockdown and quarantine and stuff we were out we were in town and uh animal crossing had just come out and we went to the store and um they were sold out of it and my son was like oh you know i really want to get it and stuff and i was like i know but like you, you know sometimes it's good to wait for something it's good to like look forward to something and wait for it you know like we live in this world now where you can just like buy something instantly download it you've got it or whatever i think it'll be good for you to like wait for them to get like another copy and we'll come back we'll get it and then you have like you know you've got the right. box it's like and everything. a lesson uh, it's like more tangible and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like he wasn't like too happy about it, but like he understood like or an eight year old to understand. It's like pretty good. Uh, but then, well, of course the, the lockdown came in and all the stores are closed and everything now. So I, so I just caved and I said, okay, well we'll download it like on the weekend and we'll play it and stuff. So he's like shitting his pants. Like every time I go in the house, he's like, dad, is it the weekend yet? It's like, no, it's Tuesday. Like, come on. He's, he's like super excited. Can't wait to play Animal Crossing. Our, so, our copy arrived yesterday. Oh, nice. It was my, uh, my sister sent it to uh, my eldest for her birthday present. And you can play it four player, I think, on the same oh, nice. TV. But the way it works is it's not split screen. So right. what happens is one person is like the leader and the others can just run around and collect stuff. And they can't even, there's a bunch of stuff they can't do. But you're basically like a little helper but the stuff you collect goes into the village recycling bin this right. is all stuff i read on a, some wiki like I, I i've never played you got 20 Crossing. wikis open for that yeah one. but mrs f loves it like they, they were all three of the, the the ladies in my house were playing it uh yesterday actually the dog and the cat weren't so of the five ladies in my house three of them were the human right. three um <laughs> and they were uh they were playing it and they were like oh my god this is so amazing 
And it's it's the same kind of thing as I have when I see Valorant. I'm just like, oh, I just don't get it. Why are we <laughs> just shaking a tree? She's just shaking a tree. And they're like, yeah, another piece of wood fell out. I was like, oh my God. Like nice. I know I know people who love that game. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna flame it. I'm just saying no, no, it's the I'm opposite not... of anything I'd ever want to play. I mean, even with Valorant, like I'm 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 flaming it, but I'm not really. Like it's yeah, it's for care. me. It's for me. It's my personal sort of take that like it just doesn't but like I I can understand why other people would find right. you know be hyped for it but i'm just like i just feel left out because i don't feel like any sort of like hype around it whatsoever yeah, no I, I literally just don't care so yeah, yeah no i i think do you know what it is though i think for for me playing animal crossing has been a little bit like i don't know it's like imagine okay I, I, this is a really really weird example but i went to Italy and had like some really nice like I don't know fancy pasta at like authentic restaurant and it was like uh, it was like like nothing I'd ever had right and it changed the way I thought about pasta right okay and then I came back home and I had a Sainsbury's value pasta salad right and it wasn't the same and the person in front of me or, or the person at lunch was eating it next to me and they were like oh my god have you tried this pasture salad it's amazing it's got chewy and it's got tomatoes in it i've never had anything like this in my life and joey that like they don't they're like what i'm like this is i no you fucking knew i was in italy two days ago that, in like, actual italy eating pasta <laughs> stupid I, f- I feel like with games, though, we've played like, I don't know, we know what we like, but also we've played a lot of games. And also it feels like it feels like Animal Crossing is a kind of a, sh- a, sh- a, f- a Facebook game that we've played and got bored with years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's like it, it, it to me playing it. I, I understand that it's like this thing where you play for an hour a day and you slowly build up this thing and it's really cute and it's really heartwarming and it's really warm. It's really nice, especially for people in the lockdown who are like, want to want to create and build and stuff. And it's very safe. It's very friendly and it's very incredible amount of tools. You can like, you know, customize everything. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like totally, totally awkward, totally slow, totally frustrating to control for me. You know, so kind of, AFK gaming as well, right? Yeah. You can totally do like two other things while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, you can watch TV and have look after the kids while you're playing it. As you know, it's it's like this not what I want out of a game in any way, shape, or form. And the kind of games that I've tried to get away from actively over the last, you know, few years. Uh, those kind of games that hook you in and make you come back every day and don't have an end. Yeah. So they're very like skinning on you. They're, they're, I've tried to like this this week and this month really. And well, the last last couple of years, I've tried to play games that have an end. I've played I played Metro Exodus this week. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I played um, what remains of Edith Finch. I'd never played that before. Oh I really yeah, enjoyed it. I started playing that. I, I never got back around to it, but... Um, it's only an hour and a half long. I like games easy. like that, like those like sort of mystery yeah. games. Did you ever play The uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter? That was a good one as well. I like that. No, I never played that. Oh, that's good. I played, pick it I played, up. I played, I played, I'll pick that up then. I, I mean, I, I, I've never played Gone Home, so I played that as well, and I quite liked that. Um, nice. So, you know, if I've, I've in this in this sort of lockdown... I've just I've been I've really enjoyed those experiences and I've read a few comics and I've read a few books and I've played Animal Crossing because I felt like I had to um to to be in on the hype and I think that's been the least enjoyable thing I've done this week. Mm. So they, right, that's okay. my review of Animal Crossing. Nice review. Uh, take it take it or leave yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's I mean that's a 
That sounds like a solid nine out of ten. <laughs> However, and I will say about Animal Crossing, it's a very nice social thing to do. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, you know, I'm I'm on there and I'll be chatting to someone and they'll visit my island and I'll visit their island and it's it's fun and it's cute and I think there's been yeah. certainly I've seen some really good social experiences from it. So I think if you're feeling a bit lonely, Animal Crossing is a really great way to connect with people. In this time, why? Who have you been connecting with over Animal Crossing? Pray tell, Simon. All right, Simon's been playing it a lot. Um, He's built really some loads of really cool stuff. Yeah, Um, he's got really cool island. Nina's been playing it, Um, but I've got like. 20 you just people hop on, on and help switch them, friends list help them do some yeah some that was the first thing work. i did i saw them crossing i added everyone to my friends list and then i have been yeah i so, said so that was that was a nice thing but actually i've been playing games with people on tabletops in more i did a dead of winter game did i tell you about that yeah i was think you did last yeah. week yeah that was really yeah fun. he told I us about that didn't he didn't he period he told did us. I tell you about that yeah yeah he did yeah oh yeah tabletop yeah he told us oh yeah 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 yeah, you should, 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 yeah, you should do that tabletop sim. Tabletop like sim, it. it's good. I find it too finicky. You know, you got to like control the hand and pick up all the pieces and stuff like that. Like, uh, it's very fiddly. It's very fiddly. You mean yeah. like you would have to if you were playing a board game? Yeah, but when you when you're using your own hands in real life, obviously everything is doesn't seem so fucking. But imagine, imagine, you know, you, it's like you're holding one of those grabby hands yeah. or whatever. Yeah. One of those long distance grabbers, and you're trying to. It's really awkward. Imagine if you had to like eat your pasta with like a grabby hand. Yeah, one of those litter picker. It's like even things. like VR. You <laughs> know, when you pick when you pick things like. up in VR, everything feels very like it's cool, but it feels very labored and unnatural, right? Like it's mm. it's not like yeah, nothing beats your real hand. Eventually, you know? what they need is like a pad. That goes <laughs> I sex with it your... all the time. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> That's true. I love yeah. my hands. Yeah, you, you need a pad that goes on the back of your hand that detects the finger movements. That's what you need. And yeah, then your, you need like your yeah. your hand. Like you just you just slap it on there, strap it around the palm, and it can detect which of your fingers is moving and where your hand is. That would be ideal, rather than having to hold the controller and click buttons. That's the future. Alert! Alert! Finger detected in anus. Alert, alert. <laughs> 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 Code red. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that Are would you be sure good. you want to insert that digit there, sir? Oh, Are man. you sure you want to insert this toy car into your anus? <laughs> Are you sure your hamster will fit into your anus? <laughs> Oh, that's a, that is a fucking VR game waiting to happen. That is isn't it? definitely one waiting to happen. Yeah. But insertion simulator. Well, but, that's a, oh. the big driver for all of this stuff will be porn, obviously, as it always is. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Force Shoot. feedback controllers and all the rest of it. I mean, apparently, there's already. I, I I was chatting to some mates of mine about you can you can do VR porn on Pornhub, and you sort of right. have to. I think you do that thing where you strap your phone to your eyes and you can look around and it's like, you know, you can look where you want. Right. It's like, I don't know how they've done it with some kind of 180 degree camera or something. I guess it would have some fish eye effects. I don't know. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure of the technicalities, but actually. Uh, they got like a Google car. Yeah. And they had like a load of stuff. <laughs> like, driving around in a, a couple, hotel room. A yeah. couple of people having sex and the Google right, cars going around and around them. <laughs> Spread them. We got the Google car here. We only got it for an hour. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's all these hot girls like surrounding the Google car and kissing it and stuff. Mm. Ooh, getting a bit steamy. Yeah, I think it might be the heat wave though. So steamed up. Yeah, man. Oh, there was a there was a definite it's hot weather haze out this morning. Yeah, yeah. When it's I walked nice the dog out. about half nine, I went out and there was like that slight 
funky haze that you get when it's warm and all the, the I guess all the dew on the grass has evaporated very quickly and it sort of leaves this hanging slight mist. It's got a good, good smell to it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But my uh, yeah. my dog has a friend. Uh, Agnes has a, a, a friend called Luca. Um, and Luca is about, well, probably three times the weight, maybe four times. She's a much bigger dog. Right. And, and longer. She's like some kind of spaniel or something. Like, well, what are they? Not a spaniel. Uh, t- uh, what are they called? Yeah, like uh, the big things. It's, it doesn't look like a regular a dog. A St. Bernard. No, no, no. It's, right. it's like long and thin and just very hairy. Big floppy like ears. No. How is no, like a Dachshund going to weigh four know. times my dog? That's the biggest. That's like the yeah, sausage car one. that you see people drive. The hot dog car driving yeah. around. <laughs> it's, I'm talking about a dog. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a bigger dog. and With floppy ears. Right. Sure. And they saw each other. And they were like, oh, it's you! And they sort of ran towards each other like long-lost lovers, and they just started fighting, like yeah. play fighting, <laughs> biting each, each other. Butts like stuff, Aggie yeah. is like hanging off the other dogs, like, ah! And she's, they're running in circles, they're turning each other, they loved it, they were so happy. I thought it's nice that dogs have friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they see another dog and they're like, oh, it's, it's that dog. Yeah. We're best friends, and they just they play him for like twenty minutes. It was very. I sick. was able to withstand the smell of this one's anus last time. I yeah. like this one. I like this <laughs> one. That's literally how it works. That's yeah. how we choose our partners too. But, but smell. Yeah. yeah. Well, we well we we find someone whose butt smell we can withstand. I yeah. guess you know if they've got really strong butt smell, then it's going to be like. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not for me. But someone, you know, like a smoker or someone would be perfect for them. <laughs> you know, with, with no, they'll find. That'd be a tender profile. Strong someone butt for smell. Everyone. There Probably is best there. T- best paired with a heavy smoker. <laughs> I I'm a matchmaker. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, if you're you're in trouble, you know, if you've got some weird thing about you, I'll find someone for yeah. you. There'll be someone to put up with it. Yeah. Someone, someone with someone no sense of smell would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Uh, there's a bit. There was a bit on the big short yesterday, <laughs> where the main guy's got a glass eye and he's a bit. Oh sort yeah, of Michael weird. Burry. So the the book yeah. is really good, and um, they did change quite a lot between the film and the book. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of um, Michael Lewis, who who he wrote Moneyball as well and a bunch of other books. Anyway, his, I love all that stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. He he just finds these great stories and these great characters. But yeah, the guy really did have a glass eye, and there were there were things in the in the film. Um, that they had to sort of, you know, dramatize. But the funny thing is, is because the, the film is very knowing. Because at one point they turn to the camera and they say, "Okay, this didn't really happen. What happened was," and they sort of explain it. Um, I don't know why. And then sometimes they do the same thing where this did really happen. Yeah, they say this by actually because some of the stuff's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. but I like. So, that. No, but yeah, he was on like a, a dating site, or whatever, and he just put on there like, "I'm a." Guy, you know, I'm a medical doctor with 150,000 pounds of student debt who doesn't want to work in the hospital. Yeah, has a glass eye. eye. And and the woman was (laughs) like, I like your honesty. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, exactly, that was it. It's like, you're the the exact person I'm looking for, someone who's honest. I like that. Um, Which is, so there you go. It just shows that, you know, you can get away with anything if if you're... But that, honestly, if you haven't seen the film, I I mean, I I always see it on Netflix. It's, It's very good. It's very, it's very tight like the way they filmed it there's no there's no baggy parts in the film it's just a really good story when they go down to florida to look at the the actual real estate crisis like i remember before it people telling me oh we've got to get in on this and my friend i had friends living in the states they were like oh yeah we're buying all these houses all you do is you buy them you rent them out and then you remortgage blah 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 and i was like this has to be 
crazy. Like it sounds like a huge gamble. It's not backed it, it up can't by anything, be that is simple. it? Because the one scene that they do is they he has like um the character has like a, a stripper telling him that she's got five houses. Right. Anaconda. <laughs> and he's like, okay, there's a bubble. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I know people that, that did that kind of stuff. Five were, houses. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, this was honestly this was the way people were living. Like you could get there was a guy. Um, I think I think it's detailed in the book. They don't really mention it. In they hinted it in the film, but there was um they were giving loans to Mexican strawberry pickers, right? Who were making like seventeen thousand dollars a year total. That's their total income for their family, and they were buying houses for like half a million dollars. And yeah, so they, were some called, people, they were called ninja right, loans. So no, no, no income, no, no job. Income, and they just no give job. them a loan. So a lot of people said, oh, well, this was clearly the fault of the of uh, the, the mortgage underwriters and the people doing these mortgages in the first place. But the, here's the thing. These companies that, smaller companies, a little bit, well, I don't know what the equivalent of a building society is in the States, but anyway, you get the mortgage. So your mortgage broker sorts all that out. The whole point is they can then just sell that mortgage to the banks. The banks are buying them. So the idea, like the, the, the there's a supply and demand there. The big banks should have said, "We're not touching this mortgage with a barge pole. It's full of holes. This guy's never going to make the repayments." But they didn't. They wanted these shitty mortgages just to stuff them in these bonds because then they can sell them. That's the whole point of the. It fell apart because the shitty loans were being bought by supposedly rock solid financial institutions that should have known better. So a lot of people point the finger at the the, the middle guys and the lower end guys, but the, the fault has to rest with the ultimate profiteers of all this stuff which is these huge banks yeah and they didn't seem to know what the fuck they were doing like they they, they just well closed. a lot of the time they don't know what they're buying though as well and so for example what what housing is the, the classic example is like housing is very very solid you know it'll get you like not very many gains but like one percent maybe a year okay and it's 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 for, for so many years it was a rock solid investment okay and that means that what banks can do is they can take derivatives out which means that you know, from one fifty million dollar um, mortgage bond, they can make a billion dollars worth of investments with that one bond. You see, betting on it, and then betting on it again, and then betting on it again, and so that one percent a year becomes big profits. Right, but who, I mean? who's taking but the other side of that? It's not making one percent. Well, exactly, somebody is, um, and that's 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 how all the financial system is all kind of broken and weird and all split up in trillions of dollars of of debt right and co collateralized debt obligations it's mad. madness yeah it's, it's crazy and it's all cryptic as well so the film does a little bit of help help to break down that deliberate like tr like language that wall street used to hide yeah all of the shit that they do which is astonishing so i mean we're obviously um in the midst of some economic crisis now, it feels like. Oh, well, there's a big um, one coming. Yeah, I mean, they said that what, what could be coming looming. is as bad as the Great Depression. Because it's obviously all this, uh, the lockdown has caused a lot of a lot less international trade. So I think I was reading the other day that international trade, as a result of the 2008 crash, led to about a 10% reduction, between 7 and 10% reduction in international trade, because obviously you just don't need as much trade when you know, you're not producing as much and people aren't buying as much and stuff like that. So this might be worse than like 20, 25% reduction, which would be catastrophic. But here we go. Which would be catastrophic. My feeling is that because we're all talking about that, we're the equivalent of taxi drivers. If we think there's a depression coming, that probably means there isn't. Yeah, I've read articles about this saying how bad this could be. I mean, it, it, 
there might not be, you never know, we might just be able to recover, but it certainly doesn't feel like this is nothing. Like, you can't have an impact like this that just, oh, it's fine. Like, yeah. for one thing, well, if, if governments yeah. have to borrow huge amounts of money to cover everybody's backs while we're going through this, then governments are going to owe a shitload of money, and that's not a good thing. So I, I, well, I feel like regardless is, of what happens, that, that, there has but to that's be a cost. Taking that's taking the wealth out of the future. So, so the way these governments are sort of printing money and selling these treasury bonds is they they're taking future tax revenues to pay for it. So it's like the next thirty years worth of tax revenues yeah. are being invested into solving this crisis, which feels like a bit of a gamble. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, it's oh, it's such a complicated and a really interesting world. You know, I I, I was listening to um, a podcast about the stock market crash of. Um, 1987, which is Black Monday, yeah, yeah. Um, and man, there's some, some like really because that was when they were first having these computer sort of algorithms, you know, and that they were kind of they were very basic, but also they kind of went a bit, they were a bit sort of haywire, um, and there weren't like sort of you know um, there weren't sort of any circuit breakers on the stock markets. Yeah. There were these things called like stop loss orders. Yeah. So basically, like as soon as a, as soon as a stock would fall a certain amount, the computers would sell, and so that would cause it to fall more, which would trigger more computers to sell as these on these stop loss orders. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why the the the, the 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 things now have. Oh, it's anyway. It's, if you're interested in all that stuff, it's fascinating. Look it up. It's fascinating yeah. because yeah. they hold the ha they hold the the planet's economy is essentially reliant hugely on these institutions in this small area. Like if Wall Street tanks and everything goes to shit, everything goes to shit. Like not just affects, for them, it, it affects, affects the whole everybody. world. It's so yeah. fucking stupid Whoa, that it's so centralized like that. Bless you. Gosh, man, you're allergic to the, the uh, idea of uh, bankers. No, you know it's I hate it's em. weird. I have no allergies normally, but the past like two three days, I've been sneezing and like it's like hay fever or it's like allergy season, right? It is, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Xylus has been absolutely sneezing his butt off. Just sneezing his tits um, right off, yeah. So no, like, yeah, it's a funny old time, funny old time to... to I, I was thinking about that as well, P-Flex, earlier, actually. The idea that, um, you know, how how are all the drug dealers going to get their... How are all the druggies going to get their fix and stuff? Yeah, well, I that think was apparently they Sips are, though. Claim was the drug I, was, I was claiming that, yeah, but... I'm, I wonder what impacts um, we're going to see out of this. Are people just going to switch to, like... I don't know. A lot of people have already feel like a lot of businesses have already now they're now they're able to work from home. Maybe they'll be more efficient. Nah, know, a, like, a, a lot of people saying, "Oh, this is going to change things." Nah, we'll just get back to normal. That's it. <laughs> We're not going to learn <laughs> yeah. anything from this. That that's that's historically been the case. Something like this okay. happens, we learn nothing, we change nothing, and we're just like, oh, thank God, we're back to normal. Even though with people, there are quite a few people who are a lot happier with things this way, uh, you know, not having to fucking drag their asses all the way into the office when they could work from home. Nah, we just need you in. Nah, come on in. You know, we're going to go back to normal. People will learn nothing from this. That's our nature. Yeah. Do you reckon people will be healthier? I feel like no. everyone I've spoken to has done more exercise. I mean, should you, I, 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 I'm interested to hear what are people are people happier like working from home, um, like than in the office, or or, or like, at least temporarily. I think they probably anyone are, who has a shitty know. commute, yeah. who tells you that they're happier going into the office is a lunatic yeah. and a liar. There's no way <laughs> that people would rather spend an hour and a half each way dragging their asses into work or stuck in traffic. 
everybody would much rather work from home. I'm sure of it. Why <laughs> yeah, wouldn't I think, you? I think that probably, I think if anything, this will probably highlight the fact that working from home, more people could probably do it. And it would probably cut down on a lot of like congestion, traffic, pollution, all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, and people will probably be happier, healthier for it and stuff too. I mean, I, I feel like I'm even like just for some reason eating healthier, doing a bit more exercise than I was, giving a bit more of a shit. I think it's because it's suddenly, suddenly sunny as well outside. I just feel a lot better than I've been in the last few months. Do you know, do you know what I think's made a big difference? Thing? Is that because we're not wasting so much time every day doing stuff that we just have to do, commuting, going into work, doing stuff in the office, staying a certain amount of time, even though you know you basically finished what you need to do that day, all that kind of stuff. Because people get up in the morning, and they lack focus, they're filling that time with other stuff, and some of that stuff is really good for you. Like, they're just taking some time to think about yourself, trying to get into a routine yourself rather than have one forced on you. Yeah, All that kind of stuff has to be more healthy for people. But like yeah, I said, also, uh, we're not going to learn a, a, a diff, a diff, something different. Something change. No, it's okay. Yeah. You're right, probably maybe, right. Maybe. I, I I tend to agree with Flax here. Like, I think I think it was better before. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not, but I'm. <laughs> I feel like you know. Uh, uh, is there some light out of this, or is it only? Is it? Uh, you know. I feel like I feel like maybe it's not just shit for. You everyone. might have heard a small bird in the background there for a little bit. Yeah. It's I was going like to say, this. is that a small bird I hear in the background? It is. It goes, <laughs> but higher, and it sounds good, right? Right. It's it's yeah. a, it's a great tip, which I always think is a I don't know who decided to call a birds great tits, tit, a bush tit, but it is a great tit. I only a have great one tit. great tit in my tree. I'm hoping I get a pair of great tits in the tree, but just one at the moment. But he sits in this tree every morning. I've been streaming. He sits there. Beep, 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 beep. And everybody's like, is that in the game? Or is that in I, 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 I found a character in Mountain Blade Bannerlords called uh, first name Para, P-E-R-A, right. yeah. last name Flat Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Para Flat, Flat Cakes. cakes. Para Flat That's Cakes. That's amazing. Yeah. What a name, eh? That is. Yeah. That, that reminded that me is when perfect. you were talking about tits. I I thought I should mention that. That's a good one. What a so pair yeah. of flat cakes on this one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some happiness anyway. I I don't know. I'm. It's, it's hard not to talk about um, all this stuff. It's fucking crazy, really. Yeah, it's well because, uh, it, like I said, it affects everybody like so much. You can't help but speak about it, right? Like mm. you know, do you notice that like when you are out and about? You're, and you're and you're socially avoiding people. You notice that people are a lot nicer these days. Like <laughs> people say hello to you more and stuff like that. I think it's like there's because there's like all of a sudden everybody ha shares this common ground. Like we're all going through this thing at the same time. So everybody's like, I don't know, happier to see people or just more up for like. No, I don't hi think that's stuff. the case. Oh, I've, I've I noticed think that people, people are, are super super I, nice. All of a sudden, it's the opposite. Like I was walking in the park yesterday, and there was like some guy doing like some ground like groundwork there, and he sort of scowled at me a little bit, and I sort of was thinking like, is he judging me because like. I, I'm, 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 you know, look happily walking through a park. Mm. Am I not supposed to be in this park? You know, is he, so I was like, I didn't want to look like I was having a good time. So I instantly was like, Oh, you know, better up my pace, look like I'm doing my daily exercise or whatever. Cause I don't want him to judge me for, you know, breaking rules. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, 
I, I feel like there's this atmosphere of everyone is like, oh, you know, b- better not look like I'm having a good time out there because, you know, got to take it all very seriously, you know, stiff up a lip and all that. I, it's very much that kind of war mentality mm. out there. It doesn't doesn't feel like everyone's actually having a happy, good time. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know what it's like on Jersey, but maybe. I don't know. Like, I think it's... it's 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 not it's not bad like like i said people are just seem to be more friendly you know like there's they give you sort of like a knowing um hello or or like a smile or whatever because i think everybody just realizes hang on like this sucks for everybody sort of thing yeah (laughs) it's been been a bit of pulling together i guess yeah it feels like it anyway i don't know maybe i saw a couple of kids um a couple of like families like well, two two parents out with their kids and their kids were like talking through a fence yeah <laughs> Do you know what i mean it felt like they were like families were not like wanted to make friends and talk to people or maybe talk to someone they knew already but they weren't allowed to like because there was a little gap between the fence like because it was like a railway line and so they were like talking across this um little area and i thought that's like a really good example of people talking through a wh- just railway line like 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 not wanting to get you know because they're outside they don't want to get seen by anyone they don't want to get in trouble they don't want to follow the rules and they've got their kid running around or whatever and they're like you don't go too close to the fence you know like um yeah <laughs> like uh it's i don't know it must be tough for people with kids as well eh, though, who, who they're my, pretty adaptive have their routine, <laughs> my son was their my son changed. was playing minecraft on his switch whilst facetiming his friend who was also playing Minecraft on his Switch, but they weren't playing together. Like they were just like playing together through FaceTime sort of thing, but like not connecting to the same server or whatever. And like normally he wouldn't have time to do that, but because, you know, he's like out of school and stuff. And my wife is like, oh, he needs like, you know, he misses his friends. He needs to have like some time with his friends. That's the only way that he can have time with his friends. kind of it's a bit weird. Like, that sounds like it's cute, what, but it's weird. What as we well. used to do for ten years playing WoW, yeah, though. pretty much. Or, or, yeah. what, or, or half of these board games we I know, play, but we we're basically just playing our own game like, with minimal interaction with yeah. other people. A lot of the board games I play now, you're basically like solo building a fucking town or something, or uh, you know, and occasionally you'll maybe look at someone else's and be like, "Oh, nice temple you got yeah. there." I'm going to destroy it, uh, you know. And they're like, "Oh," and then like that's that's the interaction for like. That's like the only interaction you have in half an hour. Nice. Um, other than to tell people what you're doing so they don't, so you're not cheating. You know, kids are pretty adaptable. Uh, you know? They are pretty adaptable. Yeah. You're like, right. uh, have, you, have you ever heard of Brene Brown? She she did some TED talks. I know you love TED talks, Lewis. If you look up some of hers, they're really good. Um, not really a fan. I found them so boring. Well, like, her talking was, about feelings. There must be and good stuff. ones in there. It might be like what we said with podcasts last week. Some of them are obviously good if they got good people, but some of them are just terrible people. Well, she she did one about kids and how they're essentially hardwired for struggle. And that that's true because I've noticed that kids in pretty much any situation seem to be pretty much the same. Like some of them may be they, they conceal their sadness pretty well. They get on with things. Every day they wake up, it seems like a whole brand new adventure and they've got this optimism in the morning and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure that most people's kids, although they might be losing their minds occasionally, are adapting way better than grown-ups are. Like they're way oh, for more sure, adapting. yeah. Like well, I mean, it's a it's a common thing for grown-ups to place like grown-up values onto children who have no concept of grown-up values, right? Right. Like, kids are right. very adaptable because they know they don't know any better. They have no. They, they haven't developed any sense of like responsibility for anything. You know what I mean? They're very much sort of yeah. like, 
like uh, I, I wake up, I exist. I'm, I'm waiting for They're my parents slave. to like sort they things out for me and stuff. They don't have all the cultural biases that yeah, we've they, like been had forced into us. Also, they they don't have expectations or like if you think about the life of a kid, they're presented with very few options. The the situation they're in, they have very little power to change it. Yeah. So I think genetically speaking, kids are, are pretty much the whole point is however rough it is, you're going to be pretty much the same regardless. You'd hope. I mean, some kids obviously go through a lot worse and and are not the same, but certainly very little kids. I feel like it doesn't really matter how rough things are. They'll be optimistic and and they'll be the same. They'll be kids, which is amazing. Yeah. Um. But the, so they have very little agency. And they just accept their situation. They're just like, okay, well, my toy is now a stick and a hoop or whatever. And you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. They they don't sit there pining for for greater. They're just pretty much happy with what they've got. So I think it, it is uh it is sometimes good but to look to the children. Look to the children yeah. for inspiration. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yes and no, because it's... Because we're just big children. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. we, but we, in a lot of cases, know better as well, right? Like, it's impossible to, like, it's impossible to, like, it, like capture that, the essence of a child, because there's, there's, there's elements of that that are just uh, impossible for, for adults yeah. to... Yeah, because we've seen good and we've seen bad. Yeah. They've only ever seen whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, to them, like, this is the situation. Yeah. They, 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 don't, uh, they haven't got the experience yet to think, wow, these are some rough times. Yeah, you I know? see. They don't get it. Like, you like when we... Like, if my wife takes uh, my kids, like, out for, like, a their daily walk or whatever, she's like, okay, you got to be careful. You can't go near anyone. And they sort of understand that, but they completely forget themselves all the time. Oh, because yeah. Because they've been conditioned to... Like like my my kids, I don't know if like your kids are like this, but my kids are naturally very sort of like reserved around people they don't know anyway. So they would never yeah. like run up to a stranger or or be anywhere near other people anyway. You know what I mean? They just it took years to get them to you know in in some supermarkets there's a little tokens that you can get. They do this in Waitrose anyway. You, yeah. you have a little when you go to the checkout. You can ask the checkout lady or fella, if, can I have um, some of the green tokens? And you put them in a charity box. Yeah. And whichever one has the most in, that gets the lion's share of the charity money that week and blah, blah, blah. So you basically vote using the tokens to vote for which charity. It took my youngest until she was about seven before she mustered up the courage to say, can I please have some green tokens? Like she would just silently wait and hope the lady offered. Yeah. And if the if they didn't offer, she didn't get. And I'd <laughs> oh, say yeah. to her, I, I'd say to her, if you don't ask, you don't get. Like you got to ask. She's like, I want but, the but, the, but I'm I'm the same way now with so many things in my life like that. I I won't ask someone because it's awkward. I, you know, I'm I'm sure loads of people are like that as well. We are just big kids, right? Uh, but it's not yeah, a good way to be. You've got to try and break out of the, the being afraid of uh, of talking to people because it's fundamental to human existence. If she's scared to ask for a green token, what else is she? Is she going to be afraid to ask for a raise, Lewis? Is she going to be afraid to oh. phone nine one one in an emergency? <laughs> yeah, the fire's just burning out of control. She's nervous about the phone call. Yeah, huh? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like you have to get over these things. Uh, I, I think you're you right. You have to about get over them, being... but you don't have to get over them when you're a small kid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm you know, I'm trying to enforce this. You got plenty you've got to of time to be courageous in your interactions with other people. You've got to be. Yeah. And if if you need I, to I, find I, a coping I, mechanism for that, or it, you you know you're panicking inside, you've got to learn how to put on a front. Do what you got to do. Because believe me, talking in front of anything more than two or three people used to terrify me. Terrify me. But I just forced myself to do it, and I you know I would panic inside and and just try and get on with it on the outside. And after a while, you get you learn that you don't explode when you're nervous on the inside. 
and and you can get over it. And I think, you know, if you teach your kids nice and early on, that talking to other people is not something to be embarrassed about or shameful. You don't need to be scared. Like I always like I always say to people when they're worried about fucking up in front of other people, everybody's rooting for you to succeed. You know? Everybody on the inside just wants a perfectly normal interaction where there's no embarrassment or cringe. Everybody wants you to do to, to do well. If you're if you're talking to someone, they don't want the conversation to be awkward. They're not expecting it to be awkward. They hope you have you know, that you can speak normally. Yeah. So don't worry, they're not hoping you fail. They're hoping the opposite. I, I, I always think that like a smile goes a long way to to actually towards people. So many people you never fucking smile. And in fact, in some cultures, it's really interesting. They actually like, um, I was reading about this guy who lives in, I think it's like Georgia with a Russian sort of, um, on the south of Russia. And people there, he moved there. And I think met, I think he met a woman there, moved there. And apparently that, that in that culture, they just are not very smiley naturally. They don't, they don't smile, um, out in public but even though they're quite happy and quite jolly and friendly and will make jokes and stuff and are friendly very friendly people but they but it's like a cultural thing where they don't they don't really smile and in america it's it's a very fakey you know waitressy kind of or server like oh you know smile for your tips fakeness um and that's not not, not what i'm talking about but certainly in the uk we're kind of we're not necessarily very upbeat people naturally um, but I think it's a, it's very nice to have a genuine, uh, just to smile at someone, uh, when you're out, you know, or, or be nice Hi, to someone. I don't know. Are you? <laughs> oh my God. How are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was thinking about that kid thing you were saying. If, if you let like your kids just do whatever the fuck they want, they're going to eat ice cream every day and just ruin themselves. I guess, I guess being a parent is a little bit like having your kid join the army and he's got this habit formed rote thing where every day it's, and, and, and people in the army are not necessarily unhappy. They, they're very, they, they do have a very rigorous, like regimented life of, uh, of habits and, things and it's it's quite it's not i don't think it's psychologically very good because it's a little bit controlling but i think it is like people get used to it and they they don't hate it they're not incredibly it's not like they're in prison um where it's kind of this torture that they have to go through it certainly feels quite nice to have this this rigorous plan to your life where you're not doing things that are bad for you Mm. Um, and we obviously have to do that as adults. We have to like watch our own diet and clean our teeth and wear clean clothes and keep the house tidy and all this shit all the time. And it's fucking like, ugh, you know, but, and also we have to exercise, which we don't really want to do. We have to like sleep properly and not stay up too late. You know, there's, there's, there's so many things we have to do all the time. And, And I don't think that you should, you know, feel bad. Um, if you don't do all of those things, um, but it, but it is positive to try and, 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 get them done and i always feel better when i've done it like it's like i really don't want to tidy up but once i have had it like clean the house i'm like man i feel i feel like this weight off my shoulders that i've done it um i don't know i think i think we as adults we have to police our own brain and one of the things i've found myself doing for example which i shouldn't do as much is i've just been really addicted to like checking the news and that's like a really bad thing to do. Like, because uh, because of this coronavirus, I've just been so morbidly fascinated with it. I'm just sort of scouring, regularly checking like different news sites yeah. for like updates and things. And, like listening to the news and being involved in the news a lot more than I have ever been. And I've noticed it this week. And I've tried to cut it cut it off because it's not a positive thing. And I'm not. It's it's like I can't change it. 
it's all negative. It's just the same negative stuff. And it's not giving me any, like, it's not making me feel better. I, I'm not, not trying to hide from it, I, the reality, but I, it's not like a positive thing. No. So anyway, that's something which I noticed I was doing, which I shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah, well, don't be it, hard on yourself. Don't don't, be hard yeah, on I mean, it's it's the way that it goes sometimes, like with this stuff, you know, like you can't like there's there's definitely like an element of um, I can't, like like uh, well, human nature with all this, isn't it? Like we are morbidly fascinated with things and like we 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 our brain is like addicted to like uh, in some ways things that make you like uncomfortable or things that like, you know, m- might like make you feel anxious or, or whatever. Like, uh, like it tries to trick you all the time and it's like, it's up to you to, 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 to trick it into, you know, doing positive things instead and focusing on other things that will, will actually make you happy and not just make you miserable sort of thing. I wonder what the chemical effect of, being freaked out by the news is and why we keep coming back for more. Because apparently that's very successful. You know what I mean? Most of these news corporations now, it all has to be breaking news and fear, fear, fear. I think it's a control thing. Why are we addicted to that? I think think the more we read about it, the more we can distance ourselves from it and make ourselves feel better that it'll it'll never affect us sort of thing. But people watch this stuff on the news that, that they think is affecting them directly and they're terrified of it and they adjust their behavior accordingly. I mean, you only have to look at the panic buying stuff. People took that very seriously. Yeah. So what is it about what is happening in our brains when we see news stories? And if you look at the way the news is now compared to the way it was 30 years ago, say, it's very sensationalized. It's very scary. All these spinning graphics. I mean, the brass eye used to take it off perfectly, where it was just like, it's trying to make you scared all the time. And that's the, especially in America, the news is really, really terrifying it feels like there's bank robbers and murderers around every corner and everything's going to shit and oh my god yeah. and then they'll have a, a you know a, a water skiing squirrel or something at the end but most of the stuff is terrifying why are we addicted to that <laughs> why are we addicted to being scared by the news and news in general which seems like everyone wants to read negative stories and it and must tap stories. into something more primal i'm very interested you know, to find out what that is anyone that listens to this yeah. if you have a source i would love to read it if you're smarter than us please shout us on twitter <laughs> oh poor, um, my poor fitbit i feel like i'm tricking this poor thing every day when i'm gesticulating well, wildly talking it just congratulated me on 250 steps <laughs> so yeah <laughs> 250 steps oh that's good that's good um Oh my god, two hundred fifty! He's got to do like ten thousand a day. Is it going to be congratulate? That's congratulating you, like it's like the bat, ba- baby back, steps, the ultimate baby steps, back patting, back patting thick. Jesus, I mean, look, baby I, steps. I, I can check. How well, many if you're steps. taking baby steps, I guess you don't have to do quite so many. <laughs> yeah. How many did I do? So I've done one and a half thousand today. That was walking the dog. Yesterday I did. Oh, I, I wasn't wearing my Fitbit. It says I did one hundred and ten <laughs> steps. That's not true. <laughs> God, so, you had a wank Tuesday, and then that was it. I only did 586 steps. <laughs> Barely oh, moved. Fuck. Monday, two and a half thousand. Right, I did some more on Sunday. Saturday, I did it. I went for a longer. These are the days I went for longer dog walks. When you can count your steps per day in in the hundreds, that that's those are these are some lazy days. I tell you what. Wow. Yeah. yeah Tuesday, Shit. I did 586 what? steps. That's that's appalling. Should get a sta- standing desk. Is that, is that thing? Oh, I, I that see thing what happened. You won't ever do? Uh, I went downstairs what? to make a cup of tea in the morning, and then I must have walked the dog later in the morning. I think I did some power washing, maybe. 
And then I just sat around playing video games all day. <laughs> nice. So I did fuck all. Wowzers. If you're yelling at stuff, does that, does that trigger You get it? two like, hours of exercise a day allotted to you through this uh, quarantine flex. Why aren't you outside uh, running running laps for two hours straight, getting all sweaty and stuff? Because I'm playing Bannerlords. You're, you're, I can see the, two I can see the exact Jeez. moment, actually, that I the quarantine started because it halved the number of steps or, or worse. Last like last week I did nothing. I didn't break four thousand once. I How should do what some people have been doing and uh, running up and down their stairs to simulate climbing Mount Everest. Right. People have been doing that <laughs> in climbing gear. I right. saw a video of that. People would dress up the climbing gear with the masks and the backpacks and go up and down their stairs as if they're scaling Mount Everest. And if you do enough, it's like okay, we just made it to base camp day two here. You know, of them going up and down their stairs. That's tempting. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. But I, I, or I could just play Bannerlords. Or just play Bannerlords. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the the choice I can't is pretty clear. You're still playing it. Oh man, Good I'm, Lord. I'm in love with it. I love that game. I'm still playing it. I, there's, I have issues what, with the game what, still. What, but why? What keeps you? What keeps you going? On well, there's what, parts of it that are actually fun. Like the 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 battles and stuff are quite fun. I, I just want to create a kingdom, you know, and then have you not done that yet? Yeah, no, I've created one. I've got okay. a couple of cities and stuff. I just want to, I just want to see how far I can go with it, and then move on. Train station renovation, uh, the game is uh, is coming out at the end of this month, so that'll be that'll be the next one for me. Wow, that's enjoy. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, this this is Animal Crossing for dads. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lump me in with that shit. I'm not fucking renovating a train station. You get to fix up the trains and you get to clean up the stations and get it all running again. Stuff perfect. Yeah, I saw you playing like yeah. a tank. Yeah, that was great too. Sim or whatever. Oh, you get you get like a tip off that there's a uh, old Panzer tank buried in a field in the middle of Poland and you have to go out, <laughs> got to drive out there with your equipment and you got to power wash it and everything and bring it into the workshop and like, you know, fucking get all the and rust off of it. And then invade Poland with it and again. You gotta, now it will work! You got to paint it all up. <laughs> you, Finally! You got to fix them up and paint them up for the, your unknown contact who's just asking for all of these old old German tanks to be Yeah, we know who that is. Yeah, we, we do know. Yeah, it's... Rand Randolph Schottler, of course, from uh, <laughs> Germany. So um, yeah, yeah. I got to eat something. I'm starving, lads. That was a podcast. Thank you, see everyone. You, uh, see you next week, where hopefully we won't be um, just in quarantine talking about this uh, this virus. Hopefully, uh, but they're saying like first uh, of May, like uh, is 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 the new sort of like we'll see potentially lifting the lockdown sort of thing. But we we can't do we can't go till July. We've got to break out of this oh, shit. Oh god, yeah, it's getting we do. crazy. Look after yourselves. Yes, take, take care. And, um, Think it about. Think it One about day you. we'll look back on this um, time and we'll 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 reminisce about it and we'll say, God, do you remember the coronavirus? Oh, that was crazy. Man. And everything will be back to normal. Yes. I and look we'll forward be capitalist to it. slaves once more. Exactly. Thank God. Exactly. <laughs> Peace. Thank <laughs> you. Right. See you later. Peace. Bye. Goodbye.